Welcome to the Marvel Sports Worldwide Podcast, where we discuss and analyze your favorite Marvel sports. From JMR Marble League to all go-do tournaments, we'll make sure you never miss the action. All Marble Sports, all the time, right here on the MSW Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Marble Sports Worldwide Podcast. I just hit my headphones, and then they came out, so that sucks. But, yes, welcome to the podcast. My name is Brendan. And I'm Commander Wolf. And today is a special episode, um, because Mm -hmm. for, I guess, the third or fourth time, do you know, Wolf, third or fourth time? This is the fourth this is the fourth time fourth time yeah that sounds right fourth time we're going to be having a very special guest on the creator of uh the marbles beyond now back to mspn racing channel and i'm just not going to reveal his name so there's still some suspense past the news segment <laughs> into the uh <laughs> into the i wonder who it could yeah, be i wonder who it could be yeah you guys could look it up or wait until after the news but he's going to be coming back on um, to discuss with us uh, the direction of the MSPN uh, racing situation and Marvels Beyond and all the new stuff coming out. We're going to talk about and like debrief NASMARB and, and what we think about it. So this is a primary NASMARB episode um, because JMR is in a little bit of a, a break for a second as we wait for their their very short Marble Winter League and the coming Marbula One stuff in the future. So all of that um, will be we're taking that break from JMR. But while we're in the intro and before we get into our guest segment, I do want to just quickly touch on my opinions on this Winter Marble League and get out of here. Um, Opinions on the Winter Marble League. I don't like it. I don't feel I don't understand why we need it. I don't understand why it's necessary. I don't understand why we're doing this Um, because it's like this weird. It's almost like it kind of reminds me of the Cravendale Cup thing with the milk. The milk, like, it, like, like, it's like this weird six event, five far. event tournament where it's like, when you're watching it, when I watch the videos, I will enjoy watching the videos. When I see the competition, I will enjoy watching the competition. But it, in the end, it's not going to mean anything. It's not going to uh, decide who gets to compete or not compete in the big marble league. What p- positions people will be competing. So it's like. It's a little confusing to me why they chose to go make this whole new thing instead of just continue with Marbula 1. I will be uh, honest. If, if you happen to know if it was a good reason why they stopped making Marbula 1 or if they just wanted um, to do random Marble League. Some I did see a post at one point. Like, like, apparently it was a pop, It was actually by popular request. Like I remember apparently one... Uh, like apparently There was like a Reddit post by some fans like, I hope that they make a Mar- Winter Marble League and yell at himself for responding like, I'll think about it. So I guess apparently this has been something that they've right. been wanting. Like, people apparently been wanting. I, well, it's 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 gonna be one episode. So I mean, like, or I'm assuming it's it should be just one episode. I mean, so. I mean, it's just like like kind of like they're shoving it in there. You know, if you're gonna make a Winter Marble League, I mean, I think a Winter Marble League is we need one, but we need a real one. We need a full Winter Marble League that that is a um you know it's yeah. it's a it's it's a full 16 events that's a meaningful end. Well, we have this kind of one episode kind of marble showdown thing, and, and and I don't know what I think about it. I think I'll have to wait and see. But I mean, I would, I wish they would put some sort of, um, 
you know, clear meaning to this event instead of just like a friendly. Because I mean, this is a this is a marble league. This is going to tire out the teams involved. And I mean, while it seems like a friendly thing, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's five events that are pretty difficult that these marbles are going to train for and tire themselves out on. So I wish there would be some sort of meaning to it. But if you take, yeah. go ahead, well. I was just like out, like out of role play. Um, may, like the time in if they did spend money, money could have been used on like I guess other things like mar like like a uh, M one like you know like we yeah. like we complained about how like the winter course didn't really have a whole lot of winter theming to it. Like all the stuff that and time they spent on this could have been spent on that instead. Yeah, why not and, take like, a week off and put some creativity into the courses out there? I mean, you know, I mean, you're making a good point. So, I mean, or I, just take out take that time off to enjoy the holidays. Like, yeah, you know, taking like, time off would be nice. Uh, this too. is probably this was probably filmed in advance. Let's be honest, it probably was filmed in advance, probably. most likely. Um, but on the other side of the coin, all all meaning aside, I think these events will be interesting to watch. They're all ice themed: yes. snowboard, cross ice, dash, speed skating, bobsled, ice hockey. I think all five of these events will be creative events. I think in and of itself, as they're separate event clips, they will be exciting to watch. They will be fun to watch our teams compete. It is a sixteen team situation. It's your best teams out there. We got crazy cat size. We got seven speeders. We got or rangers. We got snowballs. We got uh, who else do I have? Many. Maniacs, I don't like them though. You know, chocolatiers. Why are they in this? Um, we got, we do have some good teams though. We have a lot of good teams: Midnight Whiffs, Cream Galactic, Green Ducks. I mean, the, the classics. Pinkies even up in there. So yeah. I mean, we're getting. It's still going to be exciting to watch. It's still going to be in and of itself, like by itself, a, a cool little competition. But my my main question is always: Is there is there a real meaning to this? Is there anything that succeeding in this little marble league that's going to affect the situation in the coming marble league? Maybe maybe a point handicap for the winner or something, just something. Because I feel like we there needs to be some reason that these teams will train for these very high impact, difficult events that will take a lot of energy out of them to um you know, and put that time in, why would they want to do that? I mean, yes, they might want that training, but I mean, they have Marbula one and coming right after, and, and that could be tough on the team. So may, maybe, you know, throw some, throw some handicap points in there to help them for the winning team or something. I don't know, something like that. That's all I have to say about that though. We, we are going to move on to the news and get to NASBARB here. So, I mean, Waff, anything else about the Marble League that you wanted to talk about? I'm just interested to see if the bobsleds will be the right side up this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm hoping so i mean i, I and we haven't seen yeah. bobsled in a little while right it's been uh i guess for, for our, our newer listeners who maybe are not newer to marble sports the original bobsled event uh hershey uh actually i think or his dad actually printed the bobsleds that were used in winter marble league Interesting. and they did they did put them that. upside down by accident so yeah i mean um hopefully they'll be right side up and, and even better and even faster this year so um We'll see. Unless, I mean, they work. I remember the other a bobsled event. Actually, they worked upside down pretty well, actually. So they were pretty interchangeable. But um, well, yeah, but they they were the fly, they flew out a lot easier. They weren't meant mm. to fly out of the bobsled as much as that they did. Oh, uh, okay, I, I see. Yeah, but and anyway, all of that aside, um, I I think yeah. I mean, my opinion on it is it's going to be exciting to watch in and of itself. But what is its larger meaning? We should ask that. We should realize that. We should realize every event in Marble League is a difficult uh, uh, situation that takes a lot of effort and practice from these teams, and it could even risk injury, especially in these ice related events. So why would teams even want to compete in this? There seems to be just 
no no reasoning behind it. Why not just continue with Marbula 1 or take two weeks off so we can actually have, like, the courses better themed? <laughs> I didn't, didn't think it was this long, but you were, like, you're right. Like, Bobsled had, like, had injuries in it from, like, Team Momo specifically, like, that last time this happened. So, like, yeah, this is a very injury-prone event, it seems. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, these are things to think about. That's why I'm here on the show. Not but, to just take but, everything but again, and be Bobsled like, okay, it's upside okay. down. So, you... That's true. The bobsleds were upside down, That's so we true. could blame it on the wh- whoever was in charge of bobsled uh, inspection for the Momo's injury. I don't know. Listen, yeah, listen. All I'm saying is, you know, I throw out all these opinions. I throw out all these questions. Not to say that I'm against any of the choices that JMR makes. I'm only... The purpose of, of me at the podcast is not to just say to you that everything I see just is there and i'm not here to report the news i'm here to give opinions i'm here to raise questions i'm here to get you guys thinking so i mean it would be like i like i was saying to hershey about if i didn't criticize him for uh for some of the things he did in nasbarb if i didn't raise these questions if i didn't offer these opinions then i would be doing you guys a disservice and wasting your time and these are opinions that i do kind of think about and i may believe and i may think that these might be good opinions but i mean sometimes i just like to raise things to just get get the thoughts rolling. So, I mean, you can, um, and, and like I said, you can email in mswpodcast at gmail.com. You can talk about what you think about this whole event, whether it should happen, shouldn't happen, whatnot. But all I'm saying is whether it should or shouldn't just want to raise a question. I want to get you guys thinking out there. That's my job as the host. Um, but that is going to wrap up our intro. We can't go too long. Um, it, the intro is still actually doing well under 10 minutes, but uh, I think it's time for Johnny Marble to give us our, his uh, Merry Christmas message, and we'll see you on the other side uh, with, uh, with NASMARB. Ho, ho, hello, Marble Spots fans! I am Johnny Marble, and as always, I am coming to you for MSW. And guys, girls, there's no news this week. So allow me just to tell you, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Stay safe out there, and we'll be back to you with more Marvel Sports news in the coming weeks. Thank you for being the best fans in the world. You are the gift to me. So don't get me anything, because you already got it. Thank you, Johnny Marble, and a Merry Christmas to you as well. Um, I'm going. To, I'm assuming that he said Merry Christmas in the news thing. I hope he did. Probably, I would assume so. Like, like you guys know, this is put in post. So if he didn't say Merry Christmas, I just uh, reciprocated a Merry Christmas that did not occur. But um, I'm going to assume that he did. Um, and here we are, after the news, um, after the message from Johnny, coming to you with... Our very special guest for the fourth time, the creator of Marvel's Beyond, well, creator of MSPN, then the creator of Marvel's Beyond, then the creator of MSPN Racing. His name is Hershey. (laughs) Hershey, say hello to all the people out there. Hello to all the people out there. Awesome. And uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Um, NASMARB has just wrapped itself up. Um, with uh, the winner being Oak, right? Oak uh, sponsored Correct. by Marbles for Autism. Um, and and S-Man and Ml Facts. Oh, they both sponsored it? Yes. Oh, okay. So it was a dual sponsorship. So they both uh, went uh, went home happy. They rolled home happy um, with their performance. 
And uh, with NASMAR coming to a close, Season 1, we have a lot to talk about with the future of NASMAR. We have a lot to talk about with the other uh, events on uh, Hershey's uh, MSPN Racing Channel. And we're going to start by discussing NASMAR and kind of debriefing how the season went. And um, Hershey, I'll let you do this, but for anyone out there who doesn't really know what NASBARB is, Hershey, why don't you let everybody know what is NASMARB? All right, well, uh, NASBARB is is basically a combination of two um, pretty popular genres of entertainment on YouTube, diecast racing and marble racing. So obviously, everyone who listens to this show is a fan of marble racing, um, but we have taken our marble competitors and they are now driving their own stock cars, like as if they were in NASCAR. So, uh, NASMARB currently is only one series, um, and it is a downhill diecast racing series with the marbles driving the cars. All right. That's a pretty good explanation. Um, please check that out, um, on, uh, what is it now? The MSPN racing channel. Is that the name? No, it's on, uh, it's on uh, Marbles Beyond. I'll explain what... Oh, <laughs> I'll explain the, all of that in a little bit. It's on Marbles okay. Beyond. Okay, so you if you if you search Marbles Beyond on YouTube, you will get NASMARB. Or just look up NASMARB. Really, um, or look up NASMARB. That's, there's, there's only one series called that. So, yeah, you look that up. I, I urge you to watch it. It's very well done. Um, in, in my opinion, this is, besides Gel's Marble Runs, one of the best marble sports um at least some of the most creative marble sports out there so i really highly recommend most that, innovative uh, definitely and yes absolutely uh really recommend that you check that out but while we're here um and and you know now that the season is over i really do want to talk about um nasmarb and and what what we think you know going forward nasmarb will be i mean first of all i mean I'll throw out a couple questions and i'll let you talk Hershey. i mean will there be a will there be a season two will there be um uh, changes to how season one was structured um will there be uh changes in the track designs or you'll be re- bringing that back i mean what's going to change in season two if if uh season two is coming back yeah so we are currently working on a season two um and in our Discord, we've been, you know, discussing uh, a couple of the the changes that will happen, and you know, we've been sharing the, all the driver changes and everything. Um, because, like NASCAR, um, every off season at the end of NASCAR's season, they have something called the silly season, and that's when all of the drivers, sponsors, anyone who's making a change, all of those changes happen during the off season. So a driver you know, leaving one team and going to another, um, all the things like that um, happen during the silly season. So we're in the middle of the NASMARB silly season, and we have discussed all of the changes to the NASMARB roster. Um, something that was mentioned in the, I believe it was the last race of the season, um, really the only thing that's been talked about in the channel regarding drivers changing teams or anything is uh, Jeff Marvin will not be returning for season two. Um they're the only driver that won't be in season two that was in season one. Uh, but there are other changes that will, we might be able to discuss some of them here. Um, but for the most part, the, the changes are just going to be drivers and sponsors and, and paint schemes changing. Um, most of the rules and how everything works, most of the tracks will return. Most things will be the same for NASMARB uh, season two. All right, so um, 
you are holding on to the same video structure then is what you're saying uh, into season two. Um, is that what you're saying? So like you mean uh, qualifying race or you mean the way that the races are structured with like matchups? The same structuring with matchups down to, you know, being, you know, best of three, then best of five and, you know, then three race and then two race. The same that same structuring is going to still be in place, um, resulting in about two 30 minute videos or 20, 30 minute videos. They should um, be. Yeah, they should be very similar. Um, you know, the races obviously you have the qualifying videos. The qualifying will be almost the same. Um, we're going to change the DNFs just a little bit, how you get the DNF time. Uh, to make it a little more fair uh, based on what we learned from this season. But um, for the most part, the qualifying will be the same. You'll have two uh, two laps for each driver, one from the inside, one from the outside, and they'll average okay. just like they did this season. And then for the races, everything should remain uh, exactly the same, uh, starting out with the groups of three, then going down to one-on-one matchups until you get to the, finals, uh, the final six and final three. Um, with the fourth place matchup being three, the final will be three drivers, first to four. Everything should be basically the same for the races. All right, um, interesting, and and I think I think we can stop there and, and talk a little bit about that the the formatting of the videos because that's really where my biggest criticism comes. I'd say, because for me, I mean, I I'm I'll be blunt with what I think about it. Yes, I think Nasmarb is very very good. I just also think the videos are too long. I, I really do. I, I, I just I just feel like 30, um, even upwards of 40 minutes for the finale. I know that it's the finale, but still like 30, 30 25 minutes for for a video. You know, every, every, uh, every time a car goes down, it goes down, and then you have it uh, again with the replay. And it just seems like a really, really long video. And, and, and honestly, as a viewer, even though I'm enjoying what's going on, especially when my, my, my car is doing well, it's just hard for me to sit there and really be engaged for that full 30 minutes sometimes. So um, is that something you're taking into account? Is that something you're aware of? Um, I mean, maybe it's just me and only me that, that has that opinion. But I mean, do you, do you think that you will be trying to shorten it? Or, or, or are you at least hearing those possible criticisms on shortening those videos? I mean, I'm fully aware that a 30-minute video is pretty long for somebody to sit through. Um, however, uh, I've only I've only heard two criticisms about that. Once was on the first race. Um, somebody commented that, and now you. Um, my opinion uh, on that is that um, as if I were if I were a fan, this is my perspective on things. If I were a fan, and I were to be getting. Uh, two videos a week or two videos every other week uh, that were totaling upwards of an hour of time. You know, this is something that I really enjoy watching. I don't see it being any issue to have the videos that long. And the reason that they're that long is to give time to process what's going on. Like if you, during qualifying or even during the race, they're already very fast paced. Um, and if they were any faster than they are right now, like if I were to cut out some replays, there wouldn't be much time, one, for the video, for the viewer to comprehend what's happening in front of them, and two, for the commentary to uh, explain what's going on. Uh, I think the replays are really there in place as a, as a spot for Rick to 
kind of explain what just happened in the heat or talk about certain things that just happened. Or if somebody advances, talk about what's going to happen next for them. So I don't see myself shortening the videos more than maybe a little bit at the beginning and the end where he, he may be talking about the qualifying order or the, the standings, something like that at the end. But the the structure of the the actual heats down the track, I don't think will change at all just because I don't think it's feasible um, to make it to make it any shorter and still as comprehensible as it is. Okay, I, I think that's fair. I think that's a fair response, at least. Um, I mean, in my opinion, I, I especially for qualifiers because they're only qualifiers. I mean, to, I mean, I have video pulled right up here well, that people can watch. And, about the qualifiers, I understand that qualifiers qualifiers are not as exciting. They don't typically right. get as many views as mm -hmm. the race. Um, Even for JMR, they don't. So uh, it's 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 a boat. It's everyone's in that same boat. <laughs> I, I will say one thing about the qualifiers and the reason that they're as long as they are. Um, race one, I did the qualifiers just like they were done the, the whole season. Um, and I did get a comment, the comment that I mentioned earlier about it being too long. So the next qualifier, I believe it was race two, the next, I think it was the next qualifier. I did not show the first lap. I only showed the second lap. I showed the times that they got from their first lap. And then I showed the second lap in the video. The video was, I think, I don't know, 12 minutes or something like that. And, uh, I got an overwhelming response that everyone wanted to see the first lap. So I, once I cut down the time, everyone said, no, we want to see it in full. So that's why the times went back up. I interesting. And I, and I think those comments come from the fact is that they wanted, they wanted to definitely see both laps. I mean, cause both laps have an, have an impact on, on if a car is going to qualify or not because the times are average. So it's very, both laps seeing them are very important. So I'd say, the only thing I can think of, and, and, and I think right, right. I mean, like you have a good point. The qualifiers, I mean, a whole, I mean, the two videos every couple of two weeks, even. So I mean, it, it is what it is, and and you know, of course, I mean, it's not that much video. The videos aren't released often enough that you know, I mean, it could. The length is not that big of a deal, and the length almost makes sense because you're trying to make sure there's some good content if there's that much delay. Though I will say, maybe for the qualifiers, if you could. Uh, have two cars side by side on the screen. You know, obviously you record them singly, but like you edit it so you can see two at the same time. I mean, I'm sure uh, Ricochet is good enough at broadcasting that with both the fast um, lap and then the slowed down lap, he could have enough time to mention anything interesting about both cars. Again, it's just qualifiers, not much interesting to say overall. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like something like that, where you go side by side, so you can see all the racing, but it's moving a little quicker, might work out well. Um, I mean, obviously, it's it, it's it's not plausible with your current setup to do something like JMR does, where they do have like two going at a time, but one goes a couple seconds behind the other. Um, that might not be plausible, but you know, something like that, just to speed it up, because it is the qualifiers, and you kind of want to get a, it's a qual. You have time. You have a lot of time to see. I mean, you have the the times of each car from each lap on the left there um, under the score thing. I'm looking at just qualifying seven right now, the whole time. 
there's a lot of time for a viewer to intake all those numbers, intake all that information, see where the good cars are, see where the bad cars are. So I think something of that sort to shorten it down to 15, 12 minutes might be a good idea. But then again, like like you said, you know, you release two videos maybe every two weeks. So maybe the length isn't that bad of an idea. I mean, uh, but uh, yeah, Waf, do you have any thoughts uh, going along with this? Um... I don't think that's a bad idea actually to show two cars going at once. Cause, like there have definitely been qualifier races where Rick barely said anything, if at all, for a race. Sometimes, like so, sometimes it might actually be beneficial to have two cars qualifying on the screen at a time. Possibly, like I think we did talk about that for uh, Marbula One at one point, I believe. Like where it's up speed up because you also complained about how um, at least for season one of Marbula One, like. Oh, it's taking too long. So yeah, do two marbles at a time that. on the screen. And they did do that. They did. They did it in a different way. They had two go pretty much at the same time, separated by a couple of seconds. But they did make that adjustment, and it was good. I mean, they didn't do the split screen thing. I think the split screen thing could be a good idea too if it's done correctly. But uh, yeah, they did do a good job. I, I will say that. Um, yeah. Okay, so um, I mean, uh, oh, actually, we should we should really bring it up because like uh, we kind of like like the Hershey. Can you care to explain that like what this MSPN racing is? Oh yeah, okay, I can go ahead and explain this. Um, because apparently there's confusion in here on what this is. No, so right. um, a couple, I uh, probably about a month ago actually, uh, maybe a little bit less, in our Discord server, um, I announced that. Uh, we will be starting a second channel, and um, the second channel is not going to be marble racing. So it's not like, you know, Marbles Beyond 2 or something like that. Um, it's called HD Racing, and it's going to be a diecast racing channel, specifically diecast racing. Um, so NASMARB will stay on uh, Marbles Beyond since it's a marble competition, um, but we will have other just general diecast racing on that channel. Um, and the whole MSPN racing thing, uh, it, the name of the channel is HD Racing. That will be the channel that will start uh, early next year. Um, the whole uh, situation with the MSPN racing title is that, so at the beginning of NASMAR, I'm sure everybody you know, remembers there are there's an intro at the beginning of our videos for NASMAR um, that says MSPN. And at the... Beginning and end of every video, Ricochet will still say that it's MSPN's coverage of NASMARB. Um, that's I something that, yeah. that I, I think I wanted to keep, um, and I was trying to figure out a way that we could keep the MSPN name um, still as a part of our content. And so what I ended up doing um, was creating MSPN Racing, and... What MSPN Racing is is going to be, I don't like using the term parent company because it's not a company, but it's kind of like the studio. All of all of the stuff that I create is going to be under the studio name MSPN Racing. So at the beginning of each video on Marbles Beyond and on HD Racing, we'll have an MSPN Racing little intro thing, like like the MSPN one. For NASMARB. So it's kind of a, like I said, I don't like using the, the term parent company, but I don't know what else to call that besides production studio, but that doesn't really sound any better because it's not like no, no, yeah. the, the, the parent. Uh, Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of yeah, it. So it's still <laughs> no, going to be, what you're saying. yeah, it, it's something that can connect the two channels 
um, together in terms of who's making the content. No, yeah, and um, gotcha. and I actually know what you're talking about because I did a similar thing. I didn't, I didn't have that many different names, but when I, I had that brief stint for about five episodes where I did the Al Gadoo League, um, and I kind of instead of because I was before the channel on the YouTube was just Marvel Sports Worldwide podcast, but then I had the Al Gadoo League, so I have the Al Gadoo League, I have the podcast, but they're run by the same thing. They're run by the same person. They're run right, by the same right. studio, maybe if you want to say. So I called it. Um, Marvel Sports Worldwide and that whole company, whatever, parent company, whatever you want to say, is ran both the podcast and the Al Gadoo League. So right. I know exactly to what that, you're saying. Yeah. That's analogous um, to the situation. Um, it's, ty- uh, it's tying the two channels together. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, I think that's, and I think that's a good idea because you're, you're uh, at least in the, in the, because you're not you're not calling those two channels. You're still calling the two channels Marvels Beyond and HD Racing, right? I mean, right, right. Um, so, you, but like at least outside of that, at least for the Discord audience, at least for for the people who um, look beyond just the singular channel, know that both channels are are created and, and innovated by the same person. I mean, right. And actually, something that you mentioned, the Discord is actually one of the big reasons that we did this. Because um, our Discord server went from be calling, went from being called um, MSPN, then it went to Marbles Beyond, and just a few days ago when we announced MSPN Racing, um, well, actually when we announced HD Racing, I said we would still, you know, have you know HD Racing content in the Discord, even though it's not Marbles Beyond. And so now that we're calling it uh, MSPN Racing, it makes it more clear what exactly is inside of the server. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's, I think overall that was a good decision. Um, and uh, now, now I'd like to quickly, uh, thanks that I'm glad that we cleared that up by the way. Um, cause that was definitely a little confusing, um, at first, but, uh, another, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the, the non-qualifying aspect of NASMAR, but of course the regular racing and, um, if you could just talk a little bit about, uh, why you chose the, the, uh, the structuring you did, because I believe, you know, it starts with, uh, you have three cars and then it's best out of like, like, like first one to win and it goes yeah, down to two yeah. and then it's like best out of five. I mean, I mean, what is that whole structuring? Why, why'd you choose all that? Because I mean, I, I think there's a lot of video links. I mean, 37 minutes for finale and race eight, because you have all these like best out of fives, best out of sevens. I mean, I mean, it just goes, it goes for a long time. And I'm not saying it's not exciting. It usually gets really exciting because they'll have comebacks from 4-0 and then it's 4-4 and it's great. But I mean, like why the choice to really make it long and not just make it single races or not just keep it down to mostly two races at most, three races at most? Yeah. So, I mean, if you're, I, it kind of sounded like you were talking about the playoffs uh, when you're talking about, you know, first to five, first to seven, stuff like that. Cause that was more so in the playoff tournament. Yeah, it was in playoffs, um, yeah. Cause that one's, that one started out and that's why we have two parts to that video. Cause we knew it was going to be long. Um, but talking about the actual structure of normal NASMAR braces, it actually goes back to something that ties it to NASCAR and, the races actually were formatted based on how the standings would work. So a marble being locked in for winning a race. Um, that's something that comes from NASCAR. That is a rule in NASCAR. Um, if a driver wins, they're locked into the playoffs. Um, so I basically, the, 
it's kind of hard to explain because there's a lot that went into it. But um, the 20 cars, um, and it's kind of a weird number, um, 20 cars competing in this season. Um, I basically got to that number by, you know, okay, so we have eight races. That's what I was planning it, uh, originally was going to do eight regular season races, meaning we can have uh, up to eight people locked into the playoffs. And then I kind of worked backwards saying, okay, how many do I want to have that will make it in on points? And then how many do I want to have miss? So once I found out that I had, you know, eight winners, four in on points, eight missing. So then I had 20 cars and I had to figure out how to get this thing from 20 to a winner. So that's when the qualifying comes in and I wanted to have cars not qualify uh, because having a tournament with 20 cars was not going to work. So Mm -hmm. knocking out those two cars and making it 18 rounds it into a number that I can do. Um, Because these tracks are three car lengths wide or a little bit larger than that, but three cars can fit side by side. Um, Getting it down to 18 was a really good idea because then we can do three by three by three, you know, six times. Um, Right, right. So that's how we split it up into the groups. Um, The reason we do it by groups and not one-on-one one is to make it a little more exciting at the beginning because the three wide races are typically pretty exciting races. Um, yeah, they get pretty chaotic with all the three cars colliding, absolutely. Yeah, so starting with the groups was kind of a must-have, something exciting at the beginning and not just excitement at the end to hold you know, the viewer in. And once they watch the group stage, whoever advances out of certain groups, they'll want to watch, you know, continue and see if they go on and win and all that. So... Ultimately, coming from the groups, this was something um, that when I originally got these tracks, I was running races with normal NASCAR diecast to figure out what would be the best format or what I enjoyed most uh, when I was doing the races, just testing out tracks and stuff. And the three wide races, the reason that it goes one by one, the winner advances and then the other two go again. Um, I think we saw this multiple times. Um, during the season that a car can get wrecked on the first heat of a group and if we were to have you know the top two who finish advance a car who might have gotten wrecked by another car um, would be out and have no chance to advance so Mm -hmm. that's why we did the winner moves on and then we get a second heat inside of the group um, to give the cars who maybe just messed up one time or got spun out by a different car, give them a second shot to advance. Um, and if we didn't do that, I don't think Jeff Marvin would have ever advanced because they actually, they got through yeah. once and it, they got through on the second one. Um, so the group stage is something that I really like. Um, I haven't heard any complaints about the group stage, uh, but once we get past the group stage, we got 12 guys left. Um, and I think it moves pretty fast beyond that because it's first to two in that um the groupings uh, in the round mm-hmm. of 12. So it's only at max three heats and the heats are like at most. What's well, his first to three um, for, for the second, when it goes down to only two cars against it's his first to three wins. Um, Wait, oh, which video are you here? watching? Or uh, are race you... eight. Mm-hmm. I have it up here. 
That should be the final mm. six, because um, the, the final the twelve. Final, oh, a final six. Okay, final twelve is first to two. Yeah. Final six is first yes. to three. Yeah. Right, correct. So it's at um, max three heats, and those heats are at most five seconds long. And then you have that replay, makes it about twelve seconds per heat. Um, so that should go pretty fast. I, I think the pacing. I know it's a long video, but I don't think the pacing is slow, um, because it's heat after heat after heat. Um, so then you have the, the first to two and then first to three for the final six. And then you get to the final, of course, the final is going to be the longest one because you want to make sure the best car wins. Um, and so then it goes to first to four. Um, ultimately, some of the choices you had to make, um, like regarding how you'd structure it were because you needed, because you had that limitation of only a three car length track and, probably wouldn't make sense to have more than three on there at a time you couldn't really do you know you couldn't really narrow it down to 12 and narrow it down to four because that wouldn't make sense and you can't do anything with four i guess yeah i mean is that is that part of it or you just wanted to do uh, a three and then a two and then a two and then a final um for that yeah i mean like i said i think the threes are exciting and that's why i wanted to start it out with three um but uh, you know, moving forward, I think the threes would not have worked as well in the middle stages. But then when you get to the final, you want to you know have the most excitement you can, and so then it goes back up to three. Right. Um, the limitations of having only three on the track um, is unfortunate, but that's what we have to deal with because if we have four or more. Uh, you're going to get into a situation where there are cars that are in the front lane and cars that are behind. And the cars that are behind would have almost no shot at winning. So it really would not make sense to have more than three cars on the track at one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that I think that now that now that I look at it, now that you explain it, um, I think it, I think your structuring makes a lot of sense, starting with, I guess, 20, then down to 12 and um, uh and then and, and then down to six and then down to three i'd say the only thing the only thing that i would probably have done differently would be that i wouldn't have the six cars do th- first to three instead of first to two i think it would be fine and just overall just better i guess if you just did first to two for the 12 first to two for the for the um for the six then ended it with all three of the finals maybe doing first one to win three because i just feel like I feel like you can get lost. You can get lost with just the, I mean, you know, the, uh, like, you know, three, like three, like, why do you need to do three for that one? I don't know. That's what I, that's what I'd say. It just, it's, it's, um, but besides that, I think it makes a lot of sense. The structuring does make sense. Now that you explain it to me and I really realize why it, it should be like that, it does make a lot of sense. But, uh, I mean, I, I actually think, I, in my opinion, I think you'd get the same interest, the same excitement and the, just the same overall, just, uh, response to it if you did you know the, the the structure the first one as you do it with the three cars then just do 12 first to two six first to two final three first to three wins and i think you'd get you'd have the same response you'd have the same excitement you'd have the same overall experience with a uh, probably a couple a couple less minutes and, and, and i don't know for some reason i just think that would that would kind of be a nice cozy um structuring to it that that would be just my that's just my opinion of course but um I, I that i don't know that's just what i think about it i mean i don't know if waf if you think any differently yes hi i'm still alive i'm still yeah here. no and so i'm deferring over to you i want to hear what you have to say <laughs> but, as well but yeah 
I would do like kind of address like um some comments from the, the fans like um Alex is asking hey Hershey why do the points fa- how do the pa- points factor in it only makes loose ties to NASCAR I feel like it should I, it's kind of been made it obvious at this point but NASCAR while it has the name based off NASCAR is not exactly like NASCAR so his point system is just different it's not meant to be right. the same as NASCAR well uh, and then, something about the so points fan, um, um I I just want to mention real quick okay. about points um. There are a couple of things that do tie into NASCAR. Like I mentioned, winner being locked into the playoffs should be the obvious one that is um, tied to NASCAR and came directly from the NASCAR playoffs. Um, And another thing that I added, something they don't do anymore, um, but something I wanted to have was um, a fastest lap uh, for the race used to get a point. Um, Leading a lap used to get a point. So um, I wanted to throw in some bonus points in the middle of a race. um, And that was because of the influence of NASCAR, um, you know, years ago when I was growing up, they had things like that throughout the race. Interesting. Uh, we also have a, a comment from Richard Hinckley. Like, would you do a special bonus race with six races at the end of the video? I guess, like, just to kind of see, like, what it would be like to have all, a full row just go down. Um, I, I mean, we, <laughs> I guess I could do that. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I guess the point would just be to see what happens. Uh, I think that just, it sets up for more cars to fall off the track and more bad things to happen. So, um, you know, because I've done with heats with not the NASMARPs, but with NASCAR diecasts. And when you have more than three, and especially up to six, nine, it just becomes Mm -hmm. a, a complete mess besides maybe a couple that make it through and finish the lap. Yeah, I've seen enough, uh, uh, 3D Botmaker used to do, and back in the old days, it used to do full six race, um, car races, and uh, they would get pretty hectic at times. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, we are we are about halfway through the show, and we do have emails and we do have trivia. So I want to move forward um, in talking about. I want to know about the future. I want to know what's to come. I want to know. Um, I mean, we've kind of covered um, season two of NASCAR a little bit. Um, I guess maybe first touch on if the, if the I guess if the courses are going to be designed a little bit different. We didn't really discuss the track design, which I actually think was pretty good. I liked how most of the track most of the track design was pretty fair. Maybe there's one course that was a little over extreme or borderline and too extreme, too too many DNFs. But overall, I think you did a great job balancing a decent length at least. But yeah, I guess talk a little about it if there's going to be any different track design in season two. But then also after that, I want you to see if you can discuss a little bit about what the what other what the other future um, plans are. I mean, you said something about a new studio for season two or beyond. You said something about a new competition. Maybe talk about HD racing and what you're thinking there. I just want to hear about those future plans. Then we'll um, then we'll debrief that and then uh, probably head to the trivia. All right. Um, I assume you were talking about Mayhem Super Speedway when you were talking about too many DNFs. Uh, I do. Absolutely. I do have a comment about that. Um, I, I'd like to hear what you thought about uh, Mayhem Super Speedway in race seven and in the playoffs, um, because um, the second time I use that, I, I I make the track, I take it down, and then I put them back up every time that I um, do the do the races. They're they're filmed in order. Um, so the second time that I did eight, uh, did um, Mayhem Super Speedway, I felt that it was a lot um, cleaner, not as many DNFs, uh, and I thought the racing was more exciting, uh, and I felt like I, I did a good job fixing some things that were were problems before with you know cars flying off the track and everything like that. So did you see a difference in race seven into the playoffs? 
there was there was an objective decrease in DNFs in the finale. That yeah. is a fact. That's, that's not even that. something that can be argued. That's just that that is a factual statement. But um, I will say it seemed I don't know what it is that you did, but it seemed cars were just more. They, they, they kept on the curves a lot better. Right? They weren't flying off. There was a couple times the cars flied off. A couple times we went upside down. A couple times they hit the white below. But um, it did seem a lot better. Uh, I don't know if you... Did you do anything differently? Did you like make a small adjustment? Or did you kind of put it up again and it just got a little luckier? No, yeah. I definitely made adjustments. And that was... you know I had practice um, sessions that I, that I ran before race four was recorded the first time we went to mayhem and had all the cars flying off the track woodpecker was just all over the place um i did make adjustments uh you know certain angles that the curves were at were changed um had a different support system for for a couple of the uh a couple of the um, parts of the track um so i i tweaked things and, and i based on what i learned from the first time i did that track I was able to change and make it a little smoother. So that's something that I've tried to do with every track um, because we went to every track twice. Um, obviously, like hyperspeedway, there wasn't much to do there because that's just you know two two turns, a pretty straight track. Um, spiral speedway was changed a little bit, and maybe it wasn't for the better. Uh, or um, DDT, I felt DDT second race was better. Maybe it wasn't the the um, final wasn't as close, but I felt the racing was pretty good. weren't you know DN so many DNFs in actually there were no DNFs in qualifying the second race and when we had ten DNFs in qualifying the first race. So I am tweaking the courses as we go and good. I, I think something that nobody actually really mentioned, but I was surprised that nobody mentioned is the um, most of the tracks slowed down they weren't as fast the second time around because i tried to make them a little more safe and make them easier for every car to finish and that way we can get some more close races like some of these track records aren't ever going to get touched again um winks at spiral speedway with a 3.1 i don't know that that's ever going to happen again and that's maybe that's not a good thing because it doesn't really show you know who is fastest each and every time we go to the track it's just, you know, I, I try and improve the tracks, and I felt like with with almost every track um, that I made adjustments to, it did improve it. Yeah, I, I did, I did kind of notice, like, I, it felt like there, it was slower, but I wasn't, like, really sure, and so I never really brought it up, but, like, I did notice, like, how, like, some of the races were slower. I feel like maybe on tracks, like, Spiral Speedway, I haven't gone back to watch the first race in a while, but, like, like it felt to me like there was more DNFs on the Spiral Speedway the second time around, I think, than the first time. And maybe, like, because like because it has that spiral, that slower speed resulted in more cars, like, not making it to the end. And my, I, Or maybe it was just, like, a, it was just more wild that time. I'm not really sure, but based on what I remember, Race 2 on the Spiral Speedway, I think even, especially in the playoffs as well, Spiral Speedway had a lot more cars that didn't make it to the end. Yeah, and that's, you know, it, it's confusing sometimes. And I think... One thing that I noticed about Spiral Speedway and a reason why I think that may have happened, because I did notice that there were definitely more DNFs in the second race and um, the times were definitely slower uh, in the playoffs than I was anticipating because those are supposed to be you know, the the six best cars. Um, and right. it, it was like Oak was the only one who was really, you know, 
pretty fast. I mean, there were a few others, like Mondrezel, um, you know, Electro, Murakami. They all did good, but um, most of the times were a lot slower than I was anticipating. Um, and one of the main reasons, and, and I think really the reason that that happened, is actually like the weather outside. Um, the first races were recorded in the summer, and it was extremely hot, extremely humid. Um, and I feel like that had an effect on the cars. Um, you know, it's, it was December or, you know, not, not December, November, uh, late November when I recorded the last four, um, segments, the last two races in the playoffs was in November and it was significantly colder. Um, and yeah, I have cold probably did have a quite an effect. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that definitely affects the marbles as well. And that's something that diecast racing doesn't have is that, you know, that solid piece of glass sitting in the middle of it. And when that glass gets cold, I'm sure that affects the way that it rolls. Um, and so I think that the cold weather definitely had an effect on the last uh, probably three races, uh, definitely the last two races of the season, and definitely contributed to the uh, the times being slower as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, um, that's that's ahead, really I hadn't considered in quite a while, like... But it definitely, well, I guess being next in, in a garage, it would that would be quite a key factor. I guess like for season two, since it'll be in a studio, that won't be much of an issue next time. Yeah, and and while we're on this topic of performance, um, I'll bring up an idea. Me and Waff both postulated last week when talking about uh, NASMARB and the performance of cars over the course of the season. Uh, the temperature surely is a large factor. I would agree that that's probably affecting of some of the speeds. But we also noticed that there are cars that started off quite well that turned out not so good towards the end of the season, and cars that started off not so good in the season and turned out quite well by the end. And, and, and the idea we, we came up with is that maybe... Just maybe because um, these these uh, these vehicles or, or cars are not round, dense glass marbles only. They're cars. They can get bent. They can get dented. They can get knocked around and disformed and reformed. And we, we're wondering if you think that any of the collisions and, and the, the 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 falling off the track and 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 all of those impacts. Uh, had had enough uh, change on the car body, have enough change on the on, on uh, the the uh, just the integrity of the car that might cause a car to either um, improve or uh, degrade over the course of the season. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a factor. Um, I, I think something that was strange was the incident in race seven with Streamer um, with the the axle breaking. Um, that was something that was really strange and ended up really affecting Streamer um, down the line because they ended up getting a new insert because uh, I couldn't I couldn't fix that one it was broken um, so they got a new one and um, that definitely could have had an effect on on the way that um, Streamer performed uh, I don't think necessarily it was uh, the full reason you know if we look at some of the races that Streamer had um, you know obviously they won three races and I assume this is Probably one of the ones you're talking about is Streamer, who did significantly worse near the end of the season. Um, one of the things that happened with Streamer, even though they won three races, a couple. Well, I mean, let me just well, just to cut in real quick. Not just Streamer, but I mean, Quillo and Spitzer did awful at the end of the season. Yes. 
yeah. and Oak and they were on track to better. easily qualify. And I mean, it was it was upsetting at the least. And then also, yes, Oak was very bad at the beginning, but turned around and started doing quite well towards the end. Well, uh, it's actually funny because um, everybody likes to you know say Oak was bad at the beginning, but that's actually just uh, not factual at all. Um, I know they didn't qualify for the first that. two races, but if you look at Spiral Speedway, the first qualifying session, uh, they had a top five time in the one that they didn't DNF. Um, can you can enough, you can enough. you really sit here and and gloss over not qualifying for the first two races as not starting out badly? No, they. Well, there's two forms of not starting out well. Um, one is not performing well, and one is not having the speed. Oak didn't perform well, but they had the speed to perform well the whole season. Um, I now that's different for a couple of other cars. Um, Murakami Woodpecker started out terrible. Now, that also has to do mm-hmm. with them being part of a three-car team, a bigger team that could switch their equipment around and see what works best for which car. Um, you know, because that happened with Woodpecker. They took over Drizel's equipment and excelled with it. Drizel took Woodpecker's terrible equipment, or what looked terrible, and they got all the way to the final six in the championship with it. Um, and then you have Murakami. I wasn't aware that they switched equipment. Yeah, they switched. Um, that was, I believe, race four. Um, we had John Ball do a little report at the beginning, but that, that was what the change was. They took Drizel's equipment, oh, yeah. um, and they did really well at the beginning. You see, they slowed down and they probably overused that equipment. They were too fast, um, for those few races and they slowed down significantly in the last couple of races and going into the playoffs. Um, uh, Murakami and Winks, they switched equipment, um, and you saw Winks start to, start to go bad and, um, Murakami did better than Winks did in that equipment. So there's a, a difference of, um, you know, like I said with Oak, Oak's equipment stayed the same the whole season. They Nothing changed. They never even exited the car. They were not one of the cars that had a problem with the insert mm-hmm. falling off. They were inside mm-hmm. of that car for six months, and the car was fast for six months. This was not a case of... Oak was terrible. They didn't have the speed. They weren't Jeff Marvin. They were a fast car I that think couldn't perform. I, I don't, I really, I really, really don't think that you can say that you can, I think that the lack, la, not being able to use the speed that you have is just as bad as not having the speed to begin with, in my uh, oh, opinion. Definitely, you can't definitely. say that Oak was good across the season, started out well just because he had the speed later and didn't use it at the beginning. It, 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 it's the same to me. It's the same to me if Jeff Marbin never qualifies and doesn't have the speed for it, then if Oak never qualifies but has the speed for it and just does not is not able to perform with it. If it, it, it doesn't matter what you have in the arsenal, if you cannot use that in any sport, really, then you are just as bad as the person who doesn't have the talent or the marble or the car who does not have the talent to begin with. So, so to say that Oak did not start off badly, I think it's just glossing over the the, the fact that you you can't equate both of those things. It, it's kind of it's kind of failing in different ways, but it's still failing. Right, and, and that's what I said. Is there's there's two ways you can fail. And it's not like Oak's speed came out of nowhere. They had the speed the whole time. So right. for me, when, when you said Oak did poorly and then did really good, um, when you said that, it sounded to me like you didn't think they had the speed. 
and that just wasn't true. Um, yeah, it's it true. They didn't qualify. The they, they had two DNFs in the first uh, two qualifying sessions that caused them not to qualify. Um, and they started off terribly. And they were below the cut line for most of the season. Um, but they did have speed the whole time, um, all season. And even in my... You know, what... Go ahead. What, what Oak lacked was control. That, that was, that was yeah. the reason those first two. Well, absolutely, yeah. well, and just the ability to turn the speed into something good. I mean, and that and that is a that is a cross-marble sports, at the very least, a cross-marble sports, a, a problem that you see with a lot of teams. I mean, look at the Savage Beaters this year to throw in some marble, uh, Marbula 1. I mean, they're one of the fastest objective teams out there on the track. They are performing some of the worst we've ever seen a team perform in Marbula marbula one and it's because they're not taking the speed they have and turning it into um um, turning it into a positive effect so um, yes i i agree that oak may have always had the speed and probably always had the speed but um i mean like i said when we talked about oka i think a a, a couple weeks a couple months ago like a, a bunch of episodes ago when we talked about Nas Marvin towards the finals I mean it's about it's about whether I think or whether I was going to predict if Oak is going to be able to take the speed that he has and turn it into something positive turn it into the victory that he can he can achieve but just won't achieve yeah I mean definitely yeah there, there's a there's definitely a point there and I want to touch on the cars that you know you guys have the, t- the two cars from uh, Marvel Sports Worldwide podcast um mm-hmm. for Quillo. Um and I know you're not happy that Quillo didn't make it, but that's how it goes. Not that's how it goes. All happy. Um that's it what is you, how it goes. That's how that's how the barrel the marble rolls. That's that's what he signed up uh, for. Um and unfortunately he, he was the first car that uh missed and uh missed because Murakami won. I don't know if you talked about that or if I'm uh if I shouldn't have brought that up, but anyway. No, um, no I knew of that, yeah. Um Quillo um <laughs> I think something that we saw with Quillo early in the season was, you know, in the first race, how, I don't want to say, say this in a bad way, but they were a very reckless driver. Um, they, they, were. they took the car and they spun it around and they won a lot of heat somehow going backwards. You know, uh, doing that over and over and over probably didn't help Quillo's equipment. Um, Quillo is another one of the cars that, um, never exited the car, was in the car the whole time. The equipment was the same the whole season. Um, and I think it just took a beating. Um, I think something that's interesting is that a few of the cars that did well a lot early in the season, um, started to struggle and, you know, Quillo, Spitzer, both are, you know, they're they're in that category they were in prime yes but i'm going to touch on prime in a second but quillow and spitzer were top five you know they were top five in performance for the first probably five races or um definitely quillow through the first you know six races or you know basically except for the one they didn't qualify for. he was quite good at least at the first half Um, we'll say but i think they used up the equipment they had um they couldn't get a win, which hurt. Um, I know Spitzer was really close. Quilla was really close. Um, but Spitzer was obviously in that three-way tie uh, in DDT that had the caution. I know that was... Uh, don't mean to open that wound back up, but uh, obviously if they, if, they had gotten that, uh, if they had gotten that win, they'd be in the playoffs and you never know what would have happened. 
but you never do. Um, based on their performance in the last two races, it wouldn't have had any impact on the champion. But um, you know, because they finished in 18th two races in a row, and you just can't make the playoffs doing that. Yeah, and that's the same deal with Quillo. Quillo finished in 17th uh, in the last race. All they needed to do was just not finish 17th, and they would have made it in. Um, but I think the is. the reckless driving of Quillo, I think Spitzer had problems too um, with recklessness at times. They they were the one who caused Murakami to fly out of the car in race two. Um, I, I agree. Yes. I agree with that. Quillo was a lot more of a, almost more of a stunt driver than he was a straight speed driver. Yeah. A lot of his um, victories came from races where he was able to maneuver himself around other cars, even though he comes out of the gate often, more often than not, he came out of the gate last. He was last one to get the top speed, last one to do anything with it, except when uh, other cars made mistakes, he capitalized on the moment. Um so those def- definitely Quillo was not the fastest car out there. But at first, he was able to really maneuver and, and capitalize on those situations. But uh, it turned into um, – uh, he ended up not being able to keep that up over the course of the season, possibly because of the impacts he took. Yeah. Um, we are at 50 minutes here, and we got to get towards the trivia and the emails for the week. So I want you to just uh, – I think you wanted to touch on Prime real quick, and then I asked that you just touch on the future uh, of things that you're planning so that we can head towards the trivia segment. All right, yeah, and I uh, just wanted to comment uh, one more thing on Quillo. Um, I think Quillo is a good example of what kind of an impact the marble has on how the car drives. Because uh, like you said, Quillo was always, almost always last out of the gate. Um, even when they qualified up near the top, they always seemed to be that car that was trailing behind most of the time. And I think that definitely has to do with the marble because we saw that Quillo had the speed uh, at times, um, but most of the time they got out of the gate last. And I think that um, I don't know why, like what the reasoning is, but there are obviously differences in each of these marbles, weight, size, um, you know, just how round they are. There are some that aren't perfectly round, um, which could have an impact on it. Um, But I think that's just an interesting thing to point out that is different from a a normal die cast race that doesn't have, you know, the marble driver. Um, But about Prime, um, Prime won the first race of the season, obviously, and they looked really good doing it. And they qualified second in the second race before not finishing above uh, 12th place the next, what, five races in a row or um, maybe the next six up until the last race of the season. Uh, but I think it was kind of interesting. It Prime was somewhat of the opposite of what I just mentioned with Quillo and Spitzer um, because they basically didn't advance through the group stage for the middle six races of the season. It looked like they kind of saved their equipment. And uh, once we got to the final race of the season, you could see that Prime still had the speed and they decided to use it. Um Obviously, it didn't work out in the playoffs for Prime, but I think it would have been interesting to see what would have happened with a car like Streamer or Woodpecker if after they got a win, they kind of backed off and didn't use their car to the fullest. Uh, I think we saw that with Electro in the last race of the season. They they won race seven and then didn't qualify for race eight, not risking, you know, anything going wrong with their equipment. So uh, I just thought that was uh, was interesting uh, with Prime and uh, the you know, the opposite effect of what we saw with Quillo and Spitzer. Um, but uh, I guess going forward, um, there are actually a lot of things that we could talk about 
Uh, I know we're running out of time, but um, for the the casual fan who's not a part of the NASMA or the uh, MSPN Racing Discord server, um, become a pot is what I would say. Um, the uh, one of the fun things about NASMARB is um, it's the ties to NASCAR um, begin with the series itself and the series that we just saw. So it can get a little confusing um, what I'm about to say, but um, NASCAR has three different main national series. They have a cup series. The, um, the second series, which is a little bit lower than cup series is the Xfinity series. And then their third series, which is the lowest of the three in skill level is the truck series. Um, Mm -hmm. So we will have, this this season that we just saw, uh, NASMAR, what we're calling NASMAR season one, um, will eventually translate into um, a. This is what is, is going to get confusing because when I say series, I'm kind of referring to. I'm kind of referring to how NASCAR splits up their different types of racing into quote unquote series. So, the season we just saw will qualify as NASMAR slopes. Se- uh, season one uh, the slopes series so the slopes will have season two so we will have season one slopes season two slopes we will then add on to that series with other series to follow so we will have um something that's in the works right now is um nasmarb ovals series uh mm-hmm. so it will be obviously an ovals series it'll have uh it won't be downhill uh or not not in that way uh the track will be fully connected and they will do laps um so that will be a separate how are you gonna set that up though you'll need an elevator or something right we got we got something in the works um you got okay well i'm excited uh so ovals we're working on right now um it has a separate starting gate which came in the other day which was cool are you using the same track uh it'll be the same types of tracks uh yes um, i'm hoping that you'll come up with um, well at least possibly try to come up with a wider track because i think one thing that's going to cause the ovals to be more exciting would be something wider that it would allow for more than a couple of cars to pass at one time if that's something that you'll be able to work out I well know. i mean good luck finding a, tr- uh, a track that's that that wide like i don't Indeed. think hot wheels has ever made a four or more wide na- um diecast track before well i mean the thing about ovals and and depending on i haven't started actually building tracks and testing tracks yet Uh, we're working on other aspects of that series Um, but i think one of the interesting things will be that i i believe if everything works how we want it to work um we can have more than three cars going at a time um so hopefully uh, obviously we won't have 16 or however many it is that they do in uh, series like Marbula One or um, like Glass yeah, Car, very very. Um, that obviously won't work because when a car crashes, it's gonna just mess everything up. But um, and and cars will crash, uh, especially if we have that many cars on the track. Uh, but we'll be able to have right. a little bit more action, and um, it'll still be somewhat of a, a tournament setup, just because of uh, the limitations of how many cars we can have on the track. But it should be um you know less rounds and more action uh for ovals 
So we would have Slopes Season 1, which was the one that we just completed. Slopes Season 2 um, should be coming in the spring. And then uh, the next thing to come should be Ovals Season 1, if everything works out correctly. And then uh, we have another series in the works that will be a little bit different than the other two. Um, I'm not going to say what that is yet. Um, okay. Our patrons, okay. our, our patrons know what it is, good. but it's not really that close to happening, so um, no need to really... Uh, spill the beans on that yet um but out of outside of you'll probably be back on before that would come out is what you're saying definitely um it would most likely happen sometime uh probably a a little less than a year from now or sometime around the winter um but the, the the channel isn't called nasmar bracing uh it's called marbles beyond so we do have other things coming it's not going to be just nasmar but at least you know not yet um nasmar wasn't like an absolute smash hit to where uh you know everyone's requesting more nasmar so we do have other things you know going on um i see yeah someone someone has already asked will marble mayhem yeah, return i was about to i was about to mention that Mar- um, marble mayhem was here for like two events or something so i mean finish would be the better question no, Mar- um, Marble Mayhem, as in like the uh, series, talking, not the yeah, race he's talking, tracks. I think he's talking about uh, M Games. Oh, M yeah. Games, yeah. Oh, sorry, um, yeah. not the Algodoo thing. Sorry, yeah. I was thinking M Marble Games. Marble Mayhem. No, no, Mar- no, Marble Mayhem. No, Marble Mayhem. I think it's like, like, like actual, the actual, like, uh, like the the, the, the Algodoo series. Yeah, Algodoo and the three the three D series. That would be cool if that could return. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, Marble yeah. Mayhem uh, has been in. We we've talked about it. Um, nothing you know concrete yet it it may come back it may not it depends on um you know with season two of nasmar slopes being in a studio um and hopefully drawing in more of a crowd i don't know how well that would mix with an algodoo series but um fair if it goes how we want it to, I don't know if Marl Mayhem would return or not. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see for the future. But um, we do have a another Marvel series and, and you know a live action Marvel series um, using a very a very new track system, uh, something that only just came in uh, a couple days ago, um, which is they're called Coaster Cubes. Um, and, and I think I've seen those, yeah. uh, we have the the Coaster Cube Clash is what it's going to be called and. Um, we have done this in partnership with um, with Coaster Cubes, and um, it, I think something that will put it in perspective of what exactly that series is going to be, you know, because we don't have any examples of of what it is yet. But for people that watch um, JMR, uh, you know, if you were to compare, so let's say M One is the equivalent of uh, NASMAR, and M Games would have been the equivalent of uh, Marble League. Um, we have Coaster Cube Clash would be sort of the equivalent of the uh, Hubalino tournament. So uh, okay. events uh, events more uh, oh. more of that style. Uh, oh man! <laughs> I don't know if that's a good or bad chuckle that you're doing. I there. we'll see. Uh, Brendan does not we'll like see. the Hubalino teams. I do not like Hubalino teams. I do. I actually think Hubalino tournament was overall my least favorite of JMR's work. But maybe Coaster Cubes will be a lot more well done. I've seen actually the Coaster Cubes advertisement in the videos of them. They actually look pretty cool. 
So we'll see what you can do. Hubelino on JMR always set, felt like a, a afterthought filler content with weird names. Blue Fastix. Please don't name anything Blue Fastix. Hey, we got all the team names set up. Uh, all, all of our... uh, if it's Blue Fastix, I'm, uh, if you if, if see Blue Fastix, I'm unsubscribing immediately. Hey, so. If you don't like the team um, names, blame the, blame the patrons because they named all literally, of them. Literally, all you have to do is not be Blue Fastix. That's all you all have right, to do. Well, I can confirm we don't have Blue Fastix as a team name. There you yes. go, sir. There you go. You keep us I'm up. I'm curious. Uh, like, Will these like will these teams for the coaster cube clash be like the uh the PMA uh, teams that were, that didn't really pan out or? So PMA was the um the individual competition that actually ended up turning into the NASMARB drivers. Um, oh yeah. So um, I, no the these that. uh the coaster cube clash teams um were specifically for this series and uh the reason that they had to be specifically for the series that they're actually smaller marbles um, because the larger ones don't work on uh, the coaster cubes. They are um, the next size down from uh, what what would normally be like, you know, regular marbles, the ones that are used in Marble League, that size, which is what we have in NASMARB. Um, they're the next size smaller. So all these teams were, were purchased and named specifically for Coaster Cube Clash. Uh, that was months ago uh and it took them a longer uh, much longer than anticipated uh probably because of the current pandemic to get everything shipped out um it was months behind schedule so uh took a lot longer than expected but um yeah well we're gonna start working i mean i'm i'm currently building all the little cubes so uh <laughs> it, we're we're working on um what events can look like and and what exactly we'll see don't know how long it'll be how many events but um that's just something and it's this is going to be um a series that will most likely be weekly for about a month um and hopefully sometime in the summer uh no real specific date yet but uh i'm hoping that this will be uh the start of kind of a resurgence of this type of you know marble content on the on the channel because obviously m games didn't go as planned um so we'll try and you know get back into these types of competitions and show that we're more than just nasmarb all right all right. Well, all those plans sound very good. Um, thank you for updating us on that. I'm very excited to see uh, where Marbles Beyond goes into the future. We need uh, we need a uh, we need something like NASMARB to continue, or, and just Marbles Beyond your, your channel, which continues to push boundaries in Marble Sports, continues to introduce new things, um, and and you do you do the one thing JMR won't do, and that's really stretch. I mean, JMR because they're so successful, because they are what they are, they they are stuck in that success, if you you could say. You could say that. They're stuck in having to produce Marble League in the way that Marble League is produced. They're stuck in having to produce Marble One in the way Marble One is produced, because that's what's working for them. And if they were to take Marble One away to do some other crazy freaking thing... Well, then they're going to they're gonna fail. They're going to go downhill. So I'm glad we have a channel like yours, Hershey, that continues to push those boundaries forward and higher um, where a channel like JMR is is swamped and, and, and like rooted like a tree into the ground um, in their own success. So thank you for for your work as always. Uh, so we're going to move on to the for the trivia segment. we got to move on to the trivia segment. It's one hour and four minutes we are in. Um, <laughs> so let's jump into that. Play that music. 
Now it's time for the trivia segment. Come on now, let's go, go, go. Go, go, go. It is played. We're going to hope it's played. I'm not going to joke around on that. Has it played, though? Blue Fastix? That's a terrible name. Jesus. Um, no Blue Fastix. That's ridiculous. Um, but, okay, so all the trivia music is played. So we're going to do our trivia questions. Uh, Hershey, if you have one or if you don't want to have one, either one is okay. At least me and Waff will do one, and then we'll uh, head back, end with some emails, and get out of here. All right. All right, Blue then. Fastix? So should, should I start us off, I guess? Please, please do, sir. Okay, then. So this fact comes in from S-Man ML Facts. Which teams that competed in the 2018 Marble League will not be competing in the 2020 Winter Marble League? Mm, good question. Uh, Limers, I think, for one. Limers is um, one. How many are there? Did he say how many are there? There are there's 16. Uh, no, no, no. How many for this answer? Oh, I don't know. I, uh... Well, a, I know this... Limers. Um, I Hornets. Hornets aren't in that. Hornets, Hornets weren't in uh, 2018. Total... No, they weren't in 2018. No, 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 they were not. So it would be yeah. uh. So that's Limers, so definitely. Limers. Rojo Rollers. Yeah. No, would they in 2018? I don't remember. Rojo Rollers. I think so. Maybe. Rojo Rollers. We'll uh, put Rojo Rollers. I can rollers confirm they there. were not in 2018. Okay. Uh, okay. They didn't qualify. So. Just... Team primary? Well, you know that. <laughs> Maybe primary. I think primary is a good guess. Uh, I just know the Limers aren't I'm in there. Pretty Mellow sure, Yellow. I'm pretty sure they, the team Yellow. primary did qualify. Why is Mellow Yellow not in the 16 for Winter Marble League? That's that's a little ridiculous. That's disrespectful, don't you think? Yeah, they're one of the originals. Yeah, they're, they're an actual they're classic team, unlike Yellow. the Green Ducks. Exactly. Thank yeah. you, Hershey. Um, I, I was actually... Pretending the Green Ducks were a classic team before it. Uh, Quicksilvers, I think. They were not in twenty eighteen. No, uh, <laughs> no, no, they were not. I would say, I would say, yellow oh. primary and limers is a decent answer. See what it is. All right. Yeah. Okay. So the answer is just just mellow yellow and the limers. All right. Well, primary I guess uh, was not in twenty eighteen, but yeah, yeah. I mean, mellow yellow and limers. Or they two, are my, in the actual competition. My two, my two favorite teams besides the crazy cat side. I think so they're probably in. I thought they, I thought they qualified, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, yeah, they're but, not uh, in it, so I guess they didn't qualify in 2018. Huh. It kind of sucks. They probably they probably um, showed because that's kind of their thing, you know. That's right, Mo Mary. Oh yeah, Mo yeah, Mary. That's what I was thinking of. There you yeah. go. Oh wait, yeah, the Mo Mary thing. I forgot about that. Um, Hershey, do you have a question for us? Oh, okay. Um, well, it's it's if tough you know because right. I I, I kind of share some fun facts in the uh, in in the MSPN server, so I don't know what everyone has seen. Uh, so I, I'll say it. I don't think Brendan. I don't think you would have seen this because uh, you're not uh, on there a whole lot. Sorry, I'm not super um, active on Discord overall. Waff, not just it, in your server, it, but even in some of my servers. Waff, if you know this immediately, just don't don't say it immediately. Um, if you don't, then you can go ahead okay. and guess. But uh, I'm doing NASPAR, so um, and uh, we'll see how much you guys know. Um, All right. Can Can you name? The, the top two marbles in qualifying average. So who had the best and the second best qualifying average? Oh, from Asmar? Ooh, that's hard. Um, I think... I think streamer's a good guess. It's, it can be put out there. I think... 
I think Lamone Drizel or Mozilla would be also good guesses. I believe it was like for quali- overall qualifying averages. I believe it was. Hmm. Prime, maybe. I think was it. Uh. Oak. All right. And so, oh, you're saying no. Oak and who? I'll throw streamer and prime out there. No, okay. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go streamer and prime, and you'll go. You'll go oak, and then... I, th- I think it was oak and. Look at them just not being able to figure this out. Blue fastics moment. Uh, oak and. Ah, man, I cringe every time. I guess prime. All right. So in a uh, shocking twist of fate. Uh, the car who uh, started out terribly. Yeah, you know him. You love him. The champion Prime. Uh, I'm sorry, Oak, not Prime. <laughs> the champion <laughs> Oak <laughs> uh, had the best qualifying average this season. So if you had any wow. doubt that they were, I was that right. they were fast all season, uh, Oak uh, qualified at an average of 7.5. They were 5. not fast all season. They were just used the races they were fast in very they well. They were fast all season. To make up for the slow... Uh, for the, second for the, place, for the, though... Um, not well-used races. Second place, uh, neither of you guys got. And uh, they actually had the lead going into the last race. Um, Sal was second best in qualifying average. Qualified, oh, qualified better than eighth every time. Uh, your other answers, Streamer was uh, fifth best... Not bad. Uh, Prime was fourth best. And then uh, someone else okay. you mentioned, Mozilla, uh, he said wasn't a bad answer. It would have been a pretty bad answer because they were actually 18th out of 20 in qualifying average. Yikes. Wow. They averaged a... My uh, bad. My almost 13th. Bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, interesting question. Interesting question indeed. Um, uh, okay, so mine. Uh, submitted to me by Alex last week, and we're, so I know the answer, but we're going to see what you guys know. And the question is, if you combined all the Savage Speeders points in every Marble League that's ever happened on the planet, what would that number be? Uh, so... Oh, that podcast went silent for five seconds right there. Well, the points, <laughs> the the point I, structure... I, I've, I've se- the- because I've seen the email, I've glanced the answer by one point, but I was it like 763... What do you think, Hershey? Uh, well, it, it, that's kind of hard to gauge because, like, well, one, I don't know where they finished in the last season or this season. Uh, oh, come and... on. You don't know your Savage Speeders? We got one, two, two, five, one overall finishes over the course of the last five seasons. Know your uh, Savage Speeders, Oh, they won again this, this time? They got one again this year. Oh. Sat first um, well, it's, it's, in that's Marvel a little tough to gauge because 2016's points were, were very different. Um... They said that like um, they said um, if 2016 was was made into so a normal point system. Yes, I mean I feel like Wap's guess is pretty close um, because they've been near the top, and I think that's probably around 120 ish points per season. Uh, take away the the I, I'm just guessing on that number, but um, take the one that where they finish in fifth and make it a little bit lower. Uh, Wait, I'll say. Um, Seven. I'll change my answer to 
783. I, uh, I was gonna, was. I was gonna say 780 right before you said that. Guys, <laughs> right, so Hershey says 780 doing math. Waff says 783 because he glanced at the email and is trying to picture the number in his head. The answer is yeah. 783. So more congratulations to Hershey. Right. <laughs> Come on. Well in his head. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, 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 definitely congrats to Hershey. That, that, that was, was well calculated. Um, uh, well. You're gonna mail off five bucks because he just got seven eighty three. But I don't, you don't have to mail that to him because he glanced at the number from the email, so we happened to notice the number. But I think if Hershey got it spot on, you'd have to be mailing him five bucks. Yeah, I wish but, I hadn't because I, I would have had fun calculating that in my head. I know I would, but like, like I mean, that's what happens. All right. Well, we're coming back from the trivia. Play that music, Blue Fastics. That was the trivia segment. Now let's head back to the show, 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 the show. Oh. Right, the music is played. I, I I gotta tell you I gotta tell you what. If you're listening this far in the podcast, I actually want you to email Anna mswpodcast at gmail.com. You tell me a blue fastix is not just the worst name in Marvel Sports. Un, I, I, the more I say it out loud, the more I hate it. Awful name. Um anyway, moving on here. Um we got the three emails and then we're gonna wrap up the show. I'm gonna try to move through these relatively quickly. We're at one hour and thirteen minutes on the bulk segment. Another long show coming, but of course, um we always try to give Hershey uh the time he deserves. So here are the emails. We'll respond quickly to them and move on here uh, to end the show. So from Richard Hinckley, we got, should conference winners be given higher seed? I don't, I don't know what that's about, but we'll get into it. Without going into detail, the Adventure Marble League is a series of head-to-head races. Each marble competes in conference matches and non-conference matches, and then at the end they compete in conference tournaments. With the six tournament winners and the ten wildcard entries, should the conference tournament winners be automatically given a top six seed or ranked where they end up at? Uh, I'm going to be very straight about what I just read. I don't know what conference versus non-conference means. I don't understand why a conference match might be of higher value than a non-conference match. I think I I I understand. I think I got this. Some sort of clarification they, do you understand do you understand they they're um well when you say conference it makes me think of college football um okay so i'm i'm thinking that a conference is sort of like if you watch uh professional sports like a like a division so like a baseball yeah. division um where we have like the nfc uh east um so they would have six conferences is that what they said six conferences and then yes. 10 wild cards. Correct. So yeah. I think it would make sense that the six would have a, a buy or a top seed or whatever they said. Um, because because yeah. they have, I mean, when you have like, so I'm, I'm a, I'm a pretty big baseball fan and football fan. Um, and they do divisions. And Same when you win me. your division, um, that puts you in a top seed, no matter what, uh, even if, you're, it's yeah, just like like in NASMAR. If you get a win, then you get a top seed. Um, like that's what, that's just how most sports do it. So I think that would make the most sense. I don't know what what uh, series they're talking about or if they were doing a series, but oh, it's just their own their own channel. So they're just trying to work. I, I would say I would to, say put them yeah. put them up in the in the top six. Yeah, that makes sense to okay. me. That's a sensible answer. Thank you, Hershey, for catching in on that. Um, okay, we got marbles is the subject of the email from Steve. Um, I think it's Steve from Lafayette, though it might be a different Steve. I'm not sure. If you're a different Steve, wait, then just be a different Steve. That's cool. Steve might have emailed in before. At a, I don't forget. I forget. If this is Steve from Lafayette, I hope Lafayette is going good. 
If if you're not Steve from Latvia, then I hope your non-Latvian life is going just as good, if not better. Um, here we go. Hello, MSW. I have a few Marbula one, uh, 1 questions for you. Oh, this is going to be fun. Who do you think will be the top three teams at the end of the year for Marbula 1? I'm a Thunderbolts fan. Do you think they can make it? I think so. Let's start with that one. Um, my top three teams, um, and uh, definitely going to be Crazy Cat Size top three. Um, I think Green Ducks will be top three. I know they're already in the top three, but they're racing very well. Um, and I, listen, this is a ridiculous thing to say, but I do never, 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 and you should never do this, never count out the Savage Beaters. I think they do still have a chance to turn yeah. things around, especially with the good five-week break we get from Marbula 1 where, where teams can hopefully resituate themselves, train, take a break, um, re just recalibrate how they're going to be racing. Um, I would not count out those savage feeders um, for that. Uh, Waf, you want to give a quick answer on that? Uh, yeah, it would be Cat Size, Momo, and not just because of biases that are actually doing good this year. They are actually doing good. And I want to say Hazers. It's not a bad. That's not a bad uh, prediction. Actually, I'll give you Hazers. Yeah, I can give an educated guess if you'd like. Sure, sure. I have seen none of this. But my prediction is that, um, let's see, uh, first place will be uh, the Blackjacks, second place will be Blue Fastics, and third place will be Team Primary. <laughs> I think that's I, the best answer we've heard. I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to ignore it. Should I ignore it? I'm going to ignore it. Okay, I'm ignoring it. Um, uh, he says he's a Thunderbolts fan. Do you think they can make it? I do think they can make it. I think the Thunderbolts suffer from just a lack of uh, drive. I do not think they're a team that you're going to see repeatedly in the top three. I, it's an unfortunate situation, but they need to have a stronger motivation out there on the course. But I think yeah. they could if they if they were better. Uh, what are your favorite marble teams? For me, Crazy Cat Size, uh, Limers, Mellow Yellow are my top three with uh, Momo and uh, not Momo and Green. Oh, Rangers and Green Ducks coming up right behind. And I also have a special spot for the Savage Beaters and Momo, but that's where it ends everybody else is terrible um waf do you want to cash in real quick yeah for mine it'd be momo uh grasby racers and cat size okay uh do you think getting third place is a path forward for the raspberry racer do you think it's a fluke when the limers finished third at the turnpike uh i think it's a fluke because they've been doing awful this year and, and it, uh, not just this not, year but all of season one too yeah they're not a very good uh racing team they have a lot of work to do uh, i would need to see at least two more high finishes before we start talking out of flukes um, Brendan, why do you hate the Mini Maniacs so much? Spell my name wrong. That's okay. Um, uh, no problem there. The Brendan. Uh, I just I do not like Mini Maniacs. I don't like the team. They're a Hubalino team. Uh, I I and okay. So part of it at first was it's a Hubalino team and like really a Hubalino team coming in and that's ridiculous they don't belong in the real marble league then it, i predicted they would do bad and they did well so i hated them more then i decided that on top of all that it's it it makes for a more interesting experience if i have a team that i choose to hate as well as a team as i choose to love so i so i'm always reacting in some way to what's going on in marble sports mini maniacs are a hateable team in my opinion they're just maniacal mini terrible things so i'm, I'm choosing to hate that team um, for that reasons. Which you like better, San Marble Rally or Marble One? Marble One is uh, better than San Marble Rally um, because yeah. San Marble Rally has not uh, taken the creative potential to where it needs to be. And obviously the teams from San Marble Rally are just not as important. Um, have you checked out Gels Marble One's wiki? It literally is up. Uh, Gels Marble One wiki features in every podcast episode or just about every podcast episode yeah. on the YouTube, uh, on the Chrome, because I use that when I refer to facts about 
the um, the podcast. Thanks for considering these questions. You're welcome, sir. My son is a huge fan. Awesome. Oh. Um, if you say his name in the podcast, please say Ethan S. Um, hey, Ethan. Appreciate it. Hey, Ethan, I hope things are going well. Dude, listen, if you love marbles, we love marbles. You keep emailing in. We'll keep loving marbles. Um, all right. There we go. Couple more emails here. Um, oh, of course, that was um, that was. By the way, that was not Steve from Latvia, unless that it was. But I don't think it was. I don't think I mean, it was different Steve. Okay, all right. Uh, Comet fan teaches Richard Heinkley how to use punctuation and fix NAS marb. Okay, here we go. Alex is cool. Writes in again. He says, like Hershey, I love NASCAR. Like Hershey, I love marbles, but I disagree on the format. In real NASCAR, the winners are locked in the playoffs. I can kind of do nothing for the rest of the season. However, this does not make sense to me. This is how to fix NASCAR. I. I this is this not is how to not. fix NASCAR. It's how to fix NASCAR. NASCAR rewards consistent racing. Let me explain. If you were first oh, place on, hold on, after hold on. lap one, you get 10 points. Second place I'm really is confu- nine. I'm, I'm, hold on, I'm very confused. Lap one and I, so on. The rewards uh, okay, top, finish this the rewards email, top but, uh, 10 racing, and the points you get from the laps is used for the playoffs. There are 36 races and 40 racers. If Hershey's goal is to stay true to NASCAR, he's doing it wrong. Okay, you've said that many times. Tell us how to fix it. Yeah, but first yeah, time, we, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish the email. I'm really con- I'm, I'm, um, hold on. I'm very confused. I, uh, okay, finish the email. I am but, confused uh, too. That's why I'm hoping that the rest of the email sheds light. So I think he's going to tell you how you should fix it. Or just consider this. <laughs> if Hershey's goal is true to say true to NASCAR, is doing it wrong. First of all, the whole best of 100,000. If you watch marbles, you will have an attention span worse than the Limer score. score. I really only root for Quillo. And when he or she or genderless is being whatever or genderless being or flying, flying dog i kind of skip forward okay i kind of do that too sometimes with nascar i think my my driver in this nascar i can always think my drivers can make a comeback this may be confusing so let me simplify 3d bot maker watch the 3d bot maker mario kart thing this guy's all over the place watch the 3d bot maker mario kart thing because it uses laps instead of this best of 69,420 i think he's just exaggerating because you make it very long and the points add importance yeah. to the races instead of having 500 qualifying races. Um, oh, yeah. What's the Marbles Beyond Commentator's name? That's Rick O'Shea. Should we talk about the pun? Rick Please, O'Shea. no. We don't have time. We don't have time. Um, oh, wait. That's why he did that. Okay, yeah. Rick O'Shea. Get it? By the way, Hershey, do you get it? No. No, please. No. No. Do you, do you understand it, Hershey? Do you understand it? The pun? I think I don't understand the pun. Okay. I'm going to explain it. Hershey, Rick O'Shea, name of the commentator. When you put the words together, you get ricochet, which is what marbles do. When they're out there on the track, they ricochet off of each other. And hence the name Rick O'Shea, which is a play on words of what marbles do when they're racing. Shit. All right, we're good. Whew, okay, if you understood any of that, Hershey, respond. Oh, uh, that was it? That was the email. Can somebody, like, forward that email to me? Because I'm super I'm lost. I'm going to let you I, respond to it. I'm very, they, very, very confused because oh, they started out saying, like, oh. are they trying to fix NASCAR? Are they trying to fix NASCAR at the beginning? So they're saying, like, rewarding top 10 racing. Are they talking about NASCAR? They have to be talking about NASCAR, but like. Yes, like, like uh, I think they're saying, like, make, like, if, like, your goal was to make NASCAR more like NASCAR, then you should do it basically the same way, like, to, like, reward points and stuff. Right. Apparently. But what he was saying is not how NASCAR works. Uh, NASCAR does not reward points uh, based on every lap. They reward points based on where you finish, um, just like we do in NASMAR, uh, shockingly. Um, none of that <laughs> none of that stuff really made any sense to me. I, I do understand the laps thing that he's talking about, but I don't agree with it at all. 
Um, because of all the reasons we talked about, uh, the, I've seen 3D Bot Maker stuff where he's done laps before. Um, they do stack multiple cars behind each other and gives most of the cars in the back no chance to do anything. Right, right. Um, and when a car flips over, they're out of the race. So I guess if you're rooting for that car, then you leave, right? If you root for Quillo and he does bad, then you leave also. Um, it's got the same problems there. And I think that it makes for uh, a significantly worse race in my opinion um because i've seen 3d bot makers videos before and the videos that were laps um i enjoyed significantly less than the ones that were i agree like yeah like they're like the heats that we do um yeah i prefer they do yeah like he did that for like i think 2019 or whatever like like that was that was the one year where i was kind of iffy like he was really experimenting with this channel at the time but like I pre like, like 2018 and then 2020 here like this has been the sweet spot for me for what for... and there there have been a lot of other it's not just 3d bot maker there are other channels that do like they do nascar diecast racing and they use that same laps formula and i just think it does not work well because you have you're, you're saying they're laps but they're really heats um and so why would you not be rewarded for for winning a heat um they're trying to say that it's a lap that's connected to the beginning of the next lap, but it's really not. They're doing one heat, they're setting the cars back up in the order they finished, and then they're going right. Um, and th- I think that makes it. I mean, it doesn't make it any more like NASCAR, and I think it makes it less enjoyable for me. So right. I don't know if I answered everything there because I was very let confused. That but... be the answer because it was a little confusing, but uh, um, I mean. I, I, as well we are getting very very we are we are beyond short on time we are we are microscopic on time so uh sorry um, alex if you think that uh nascar and nascar were both flawed but uh i think they're both done to the best of their ability with with the equipment uh the tools provided um but anyway our last email submitted very recently um was blue fastic's best name in the subject by uh mr hank gammer i won't say his first name in case he doesn't want it he says that is bar none the best name for a team jmrc member approved i happen to know that this guy is currently in the live chat right now he's there i i see his name in the live chat um in the i wonder what his first name is um, I, I don't know you can ask him afterwards. So I know that I'm going to assume that it's a joke because Blue Fastix is an awful name. It really is. I, I, I like abhor. I abhor that name. So um, that's hey Hershey. Uh, uh, Blue Fastix is the best name, right? Oh come on, guys! Don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. <laughs> come on, don't do this to me. Blue Fastix, they're, they're going to finish second in uh, M1. That was <laughs> my prediction. Second in M1. Oh, what is wrong with you? Um, whatever. Okay, you know what? They're going to finish second in M1. They're the best name, blah, blah, blah. So funny, laugh. But uh, that's going to be the podcast, guys. Yes, this is an extremely long one, but I hope you have a Merry Christmas listening to all this marble sports shenanigan yes, rage. Merry Christmas. Um, please Kwanzaa, take us out Hanukkah. from the show, Waff, um, uh, as you enjoy your happy, marbly holidays. Yes, all right. I, I won't hold you too long because this has been long, and I'm sure you're looking forward to this year's Woof Tunes for Christmas. So. Roll on, Marble Sports fans! I don't want a lot for Christmas There's just one thing I need I don't care about the presents 
Underneath the Christmas tree I just want you for my own More than you could ever know Make my wish come true All I want for Christmas is you. Yeah. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. Don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I don't need to hang my stocking there upon the fireplace. Santa Claus will make me happy with a toy on Christmas Day. I just want you for my own, more than you could ever know. Make my wish come true. All I want for Christmas is you You, baby Oh, I won't ask for much this Christmas I won't even wish for snow I'm just gonna keep on waiting Underneath the mistletoe I won't make a list and send it To the North Pole for St. Nick I won't even stay awake to hear those magic reindeer clear Cause I just want you here tonight Holding on to me so tight What more can I do? Oh baby, all I want for Christmas is you You, baby Oh no all oh, the lights are shining so brightly everywhere And the sound of children's laughter fills the air And everyone is singing I hear those sleigh bells ringing Santa won't you bring me the one I really need Won't you please bring my baby to me Yeah, yeah, oh, I don't want a lot for Christmas this is all I'm asking for I just wanna see my baby Standing right outside my door Oh, I just want you for my own More than you could ever know Make my wish come true Oh, baby, all I want for Christmas Is you